0: Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department, out today with its 2023 crime stats. They did a news uh, conference this morning. We've been playing audio from it. Um, Over the past year, 2023, overall crime across the city went up by 14%, driven largely by an increase in property crime. That is driven largely by an increase in auto thefts. And that is driven largely by juveniles. People under the age of 18 stealing a lot of cars and facing zero repercussions, not being arrested, or they get arrested, and then they get released right back to their home. And you've got repeat, 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 repeat offenders. You've got, as identified by CMPD, three juveniles that are responsible for 120-something crimes in a single year. A single year. I mean think about that. That's like th- they're e- that's like three a month. They're each committing three a month. That's a lifestyle choice at this point. And uh they, they don't get their they don't get secure custody orders for these juveniles. Um let me go over here to the phones and get uh Bob on the program. Hello, Bob, what's going on? Hey, Pete, hope you're doing well today. I am, sir. I am. Are you on your walk?
1: I am. Oh, uh, last year I finished up with 3,134 miles.
0: That's impressive. 30, uh, 3,100 miles you walked?
1: I did. It was an average of like 8.6 a day, but it was never under 8. Wow. On any day.
0: So, That's impressive. Any- so, like, what happens when you're sick? Do you have to like double up on like the next day or something? No,
1: I, I've only, the only time I've been sick is when I had COVID uh year before that, and I did take, I did start walking with COVID, and I said, that's not a good idea. Mm. So I, I took a, about five days off, but other than those five days, it's been at least eight miles for three, three
0: years. That's impressive, dude. Good for you. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah.
1: You know these sixteen seventeen year old kids are being victimized by several people it, it it's this is one of those things where it's hard for a conservative mind to wrap his head around the thinking of a liberal, but they're being victimized by a well meaning i'm sure uh legislator uh legislature that uh is putting off the inevitable for these guys. They're, at some point, their life will need to be corrected by the Department of Corrections, mm-hmm. and they're just and they're waiting. But here's the other thing: I hope they don't think that these 16-, 17 year seventeen-year-old boys are drug kingpins out there. They're getting sent out to do the dirty jobs and the dangerous jobs by people that are over eighteen because they'll say, "Look." If you get caught, just keep your mouth shut. they're going to, they're going to release you before the sunset. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And so these kids are being used by real uh seasoned cr- criminals, and they're going to w- wind up being the ones eventually jailed, and unfortunately, they're going to be the ones that are going to be murdered in street level skirmishes. No oh, yeah. And that's just coming.
0: Well, that's and that we've that was also part of this report today that uh the number of shootings increased and that's driven by juvenile shooters. So they're they're breaking into cars, they're finding guns left in cars, they're breaking into homes, they're fine they're they're stealing people's guns, and then they use those guns to settle neighborhood beefs with other juveniles. And yeah, that's how you end up Real quick, into the system, and uh, yeah, I mean, so yeah, they're getting victimized by people that are part of the uh, the upper levels of organized crime, sure. But a lot of this is just a cultural thing too. They're, a lot of these kids, they're just doing it for the likes. They're doing it for the for the the, the Facebook thumbs ups. I don't even know if they use the Facebook anymore. They're what are they on at <laughs> WhatsApp now or something? But yeah, they're using social media sites and they're glorifying their their uh, their criminal acts. Yes,
1: but, it's but you know, it's just uh, it, It's like two years of on-the-job free training. Mm-hmm. You get to train free for two years, no consequences, don't worry about it. So what happens to them when they turn 18? They're not going to just say, okay, I ain't going to do that anymore. They're going to wind up in jail anyway, only they're going to be even more hard and even less uh, uh, re I want to say rehab, but that's not the right word. Re-, uh, re-, re-, re- rehabilitative,
0: rehabilitative, rehabilitatable,
1: rehabilitatable. As too many symbols there. <laughs> I don't uh, have
0: them for that. All right, hey, Bob, your uh, your cell phone's breaking up. I appreciate it. Uh, good job on your uh, your walking, and uh, keep up the good work. We'll, we'll, we will uh, leave him to the rest of his walk there. Um, Eight thousand stolen cars in Charlotte. Last year, that is 22 cars stolen every single day and 68 percent of all the auto theft arrests are teenagers. This is the problem. This isn't this is like the driver of the problem. No pun intended. This you want to start someplace. Focus on this. Um, Got a message here on the uh, Twitter machine. It's a Pete tweet. Kevin says shootings are up 7%. The homicide rate drop is meaningless since getting shot doesn't guarantee that the victim dies. Plus, Atrium in Charlotte gets better every year at treating gunshots since they get so much practice at it. They fudge those numbers just as much as Biden fudges the jobs numbers. Well, okay. Well, they're not fudging the homicide numbers and the for the 95 people or 94 people that lost their lives last year and the families of those victims, uh, I, I dare say that data point is not meaningless to them. Right. It's a pretty important data point. In fact, it's, it's a really, it's a vital uh, data point because it's like the worst thing you can do is take someone's life. So, It's good that the homicide rate goes down. That's a good thing. Fewer people got shot or uh, got uh, murdered. Yes, it's concerning that the number of victims of gunshots went up. Absolutely. And yes, you can say that uh, the medical field is better at at fixing people up after they got shot. Totally fine with that uh, analysis as well. I don't have any evidence to suggest that they're fudging the numbers. That what, the hospitals are doing that? Why would the hospitals be doing that? Because everything, that's a mandatory report. Gunshot wound has to be reported. So I I don't know how they would be messing with those numbers. Um, But yes, this is the thing about statistics and data sets like this is that you can look at different pieces of it. And that's why I always caution people like on economic news and any kind of statistical stuff and data heavy stuff like this. Right. There are all sorts of ways to look at the numbers and you have to kind of step back and look at it in a grand uh, context, a larger context. Um, but, yeah, the homicide rate going down is the, I, I disagree with it. I don't think it's meaningless. I think it's a good thing. But it is also to be tempered by the fact that the number of shootings went up. And that's because more juveniles are engaged in that kind of violence. And that's concerning. Because they're not, uh, they're they're not suffering penalties beyond getting slapped with ankle monitors and arrested, but then turned loose before the sun goes down. Here is Derek. Hello, Derek. Welcome to the program. Hi, Pete. Hey. Just
2: wanted, just wanted to just add to that conversation that you had earlier, which was, uh, uh, well, I'm no proctologist or anything, but if you really wanted to stop crime, all you got to do or the crime from the juvenile is find out who's bailing these kids out because obviously the parents, because you know, I'm a black parent and I would never pay for my kid to get out of jail. I would never pay the bill. I might do it once, but I won't do it two or three times. So the person that's doing that is obviously profiting, profiting from that.
0: Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to really hack you off and tell you they're not even, they're not even having to post bail. No, don't say that. Yeah. There's no bail. Well, so it's cashless bail, they call it. So there's there's not even bail that they have to pay. They're just being released to the custody of their parents. That's it. Or guardian. And obviously the parent or guardian has no interest in, in keeping the kids from running around, stealing cars, burglarizing homes, and getting into fights and shooting people, right? They've obviously shown... A lack of desire to rein in their kids' behavior, but they get re- the kids get released right back to their custody.
2: Man, I have no comment
0: to that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, this. Uh, and I don't know why we are. I don't know why we we keep having to relearn these same lessons over and over again. Because I kind of feel like we were doing a lot of the same stuff back in like the eighties. Uh, I was a kid, but I remember, like New York City. You couldn't go to Times Square. It was, it was disgusting. There was crime everywhere. All sorts of, uh, you know, burglaries and and vandalism and all sorts of assaults. And then they cracked down on it. And when they cracked down on it, it became a safer place. So I, I don't know why we have to keep relearning these lessons.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I kind of, I, I get, I. Maybe I could see, you know, okay, okay. Somebody has to pay the bill, and then so now they got to you get somebody out, and now you got to figure out a way to pay that person back that bailed you out, and so you got to commit more crime. Maybe I could maybe see something like that. I don't know. I'm just trying to think in terms of what a what a you know I don't want to say liberal, but you know that's basically what it is. It
0: was progressive, yeah, and I, I I differentiate. So these were progressive reforms. Uh, and uh, they came from like the decarceration crowd. These are Marxists, right? These are leftists, not liberals. These are far left progressives, and um, and yeah, that would, their argument was that this unfairly kept poor people in jail. Because if if you're rich and I'm poor, we we commit the same exact crime, you get to bail yourself out and I can't, right? So therefore, I am now stuck in the local county lockup awaiting. Uh, my first appearance awaiting court or or awaiting trial. And you get to go home and and live free until your court date. So um, that was the argument. And like you, like, I can see the merit in that argument. I I can. Um, But I think that the answer is to speed up the first appearance, right, is to get people through to get in front of the judge at a quicker pace So this way you're not sitting in jail for a long period of time, or I'm not sitting in jail. You're already at home living, you know, living large. Um, So I understood the argument, but this is an unintended, I will give them the benefit of the doubt, and say it's an unintended consequence. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Derek, I appreciate the call, man.
2: Have a good day. All
0: right, man, you too. Um, Again, I, I understand the merits, and I will give them the benefit of the doubt that it's an unintended consequence However, some people were pointing out that this would happen. (laughs) So, I don't know if it's completely unintended. Terry, in an email to Pete at the Pete Callender Show, says, Interesting topic uh, on the crime stuff. We were talking about holding judges and prosecutors uh, civilly liable. Judges and prosecutors are there to enforce and administer the law. The legislators of the several states write the laws. Congress also... Uh, but it is at the state level that most civil and criminal statutes are written. That's true. Over time, the attorneys that practice in these arenas have caused a high degree of flexibility to be introduced into both sentencing and procedure. This produces the maximum number of billable hours. It's not the judges that need our attention. It's the legislatures. However, maybe half of the legislators are attorneys. Tough row to hoe. Um, And then I've got uh, this from Good Wahoo on Twitter. It's a Pete tweet. Law abiding citizens should be able to hold judges both civilly and maybe even possibly criminally liable. Who, uh, you know, for these judges who put others in jeopardy by breaking their oaths of office, breaking their oaths by letting habitual criminals uh, get out or uh, giving very low to no bail. They could even be sued for fraud, for taking a taxpayer's salary and not doing their jobs. Fraud suits could also be used in many other areas where people take a taxpayer-funded salary and don't do their jobs, Uh, maybe tenured professors at state-funded schools that don't teach but engage in propaganda and indoctrination as well. So it seems like you've got three different factors, and it seems like the public safety factor is like the least reviewed factor when determining whether or not to release somebody. That's what it seems like. Larry, welcome to the program. How are you, sir?
3: Well, I'm doing all right for an old guy. How are <laughs> you
0: doing? I'm doing okay as well.
3: Um, I was calling about this stuff about the juvenile justice and all the problems they're having that you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, it, it really makes my blood boil, because when I was in the legislature, when this thing came up, I argued against it as hard as I could. And I told them for one thing, you know, I I understood better than to do these things when I was eight years old or even younger. Uh, It's how you're brought up has a lot to do with it, but some, I don't care how hard you try, they're just bad eggs anyway and going to do this stuff. But I tried to to, uh, let people know in the legislature what a foolish thing this was to do. And now that it's bearing its fruit, as I tried to tell them it would, I just want to say to the legislature, I told you so.
0: <laughs> so that's Larry Pittman. I, uh, I, right, Larry Pittman. Yes, sir. All right. Okay. I, I thought I recognized your voice. Um, so the uh, the raise the age. Do you remember what was that? Like twenty? Was that seventeen? Sixteen, seventeen.
3: Um, I'm losing track myself. Yeah. it's been a few years back. I I was there through uh, the end of twenty two, and it was like a. Maybe a term or two behind before that, you know. Yeah, uh, I can't remember exactly, but uh, but we were, made and, my blood boiled in, and now it's turning out the way I said it would, and I'm uh, <laughs> boiling again. Boiling yeah. again, you know.
0: Well, and so I'm because I'm trying to remember the I'm trying to remember the um, the environment that we were in at that point, point. Um, and I think we were like the I, th- I recall seeing that we were the last state to do it. Um, like, every other state had done this reform, and so that's why it was kind of like, well, everybody else is doing it, so we're going to kind of do it, too. But if I don't remember— everybody
3: remem- else jumps off the cliff, we need to, too. That's Right. Kind of the attitude. Yes,
0: absolutely. I live by that rule, too, myself. Um, so I, but, I, I, but I do wonder, like, why others—like, w- was that the most compelling argument to make, or was there, like, a political motive at play where, like, hey, let's just get this issue off the table, we can campaign on— on, you know, criminal justice reform. Do you remember any of that?
3: Well, part of it is, you know, the courts are so busy, you know, and all this, and um, the big argument that I recall was the brains not fully developed Mm -hmm. until they're 25 years old. So I was wondering, well, then why don't you make it 25, if that's the case? Hmm. But that's where I jumped in and said, hey, I knew better when I was eight years old. Don't give me that stuff. You know? yeah.
0: I don't know why you need a fully developed brain to know that you shouldn't steal somebody's car.
3: Right. Yeah. And I know people who are a lot more than twenty-five years old who are just plain stupid and mean. <laughs> right. And they probably were when they were kids. Like the bullies I had to fight when I was mm-hmm. the chubby little kid on the playground. They thought I'd be easy.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And I never hit anybody until they hit me at least twice. I turned the other cheek. Mm-hmm. But if you kept hitting me, it was on. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay. That's well. I, that's a. That's actually a very. I'm going to employ that. That's a good loophole. Because like, what do you do? You turn the other cheek, but just once. So you've checked mm-hmm. the box, and now it's on. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, why? It's. It always seems like one of the arguments uh, in when we talk about criminal justice reform or or crime in general. The court system and the funding levels at the court system and the the prosecutor's office. They always seem. This always seems to be a problem. Why? Yeah. Why is it? Or do you believe it to be underfunded? And if so, why is there never more of a push? Uh, particularly among, you know, law and order Republicans, why isn't there ever a larger push to fund the courts at a greater level?
3: Um, Unfortunately, a lot of times, uh, politicians, and I'm sorry I was a public servant, not a politician, but uh, politicians have other things that are more important to them to fund, especially, you know, I'm a big opponent of financial incentives they gotta they gotta you know give these incentives to these big businesses that they get money from to do it you know uh and so that's one that's more important or there are other things that they think are more important than this um and so they don't fund things that should have the priority i mean that to me the court system law enforcement and all is a priority function yeah. of government, not Picking winners and losers, losers through incentives.
2: Right, know? right.
3: I mean, so but they have it all mixed up. They got all these different things they want to do. Some of them are legitimate government purposes. Some of them aren't, and they want to fund all that, whatever it takes. And if it means you shortchange the court system, fine.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. It just seems like there would be a political incentive for law and order types to fully fund or or to increase funding for the court system. So you could, but
3: t- listen, I was up there 11 years. I yeah. know these people, and there are some who will talk law and order or conservative this and that to the people trying to get elected, but they don't really care about that. Mm-hmm. They're taking care of themselves. I got you. And uh, I'm sorry, you may not like me saying this, but Tim Moore is one of the worst.
0: Well, that's I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. I've heard similar arguments from people in the past as well. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Larry, I do appreciate it. Good to talk with you. Thanks for calling all right got yes sir you too that's larry pittman former state lawmaker let's jump over here and get david on as well hello david welcome to the program
4: hey i got a question about your um, crime stats yeah the um uh, uh i listen to your uh frequent uh traffic reports and i just continually hear people talking about hit and runs mm-hmm. uh, i mean i'm i'm seventy three so I grew up in a time of hit and run with a very serious effect of crime, and you didn't do that, mm-hmm. and therefore I'm trying to figure out why is it all of a sudden I'm hearing it repeatedly on your program that hit and runs are two or three times a day. And uh, I'm thinking, is it because okay. it could it be connected to the immigration of people coming into our country that don't know our laws? Or could it be the enhanced rates of cost of insurance that people can't afford to insure their cars? So I, I really don't have an answer. I'm just asking, do they even track uh, hit and runs?
0: I don't know. I mean, it, it's tough to even get cops to show up at a traffic accident now. Uh, so yeah, I I, I don't know. That it's quite possible, yes, that because I've heard multiple stories over many many years uh, of that exact thing happening. As you said, that people uh, here illegally, they get into a car accident and then they flee the scene because they're here illegally. So that's that that is that is absolutely one explanation. Another is what we've been talking about: juveniles stealing cars, getting into an accident, and then they flee the scene because they've stolen the car. Right? That's that's possible as well. Uh, David, I appreciate the call, sir. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials. Camping and hiking supplies, even because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville, and always at CarolinaReadiness.com, veteran owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? I want to play this clip real quick from uh, Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Chief Johnny Jennings was asked about uh, the role of social media that's driving a lot of the crime. That we're seeing particularly among juveniles. Uh,
5: because uh, the Kia Hyundai theft is specifically because of social media and how easily it is to steal those vehicles. And that's what sparked a lot of the increase across our entire country when it comes to uh, stealing vehicles, the Hyundai and Kias. Uh, so you also see, you look at social media, the just how common it is to have make videos with guns and cash and drugs and all of that and it almost becomes uh, accepted within our society and that's a shame because young people see that and they want to mimic and and mimic that behavior and they think that's the cool thing or that's the way to that's the way society is and uh... again you know we have to make sure that we show other Examples, positive examples within our community that this is not the way to go. This is not the path to go. And the sooner we can get to those young people, the better.
0: If only there was, like, I don't know, an industry of some kind that cranked out, mm, I don't know what you would call them, talkies, maybe, moving pictures, something like that, that could crank out some form of entertainment. That could help instill positive values, love of country, respect for human uh, beings and your fellow Americans. Like maybe if there was some sort of an industry that could be used to convey these ideas through the culture. Rather than what we have now, which is just people getting all these ideas from nowhere, because I I know what you're going to say. But Pete, there's already a Hollywood. No, no, no. Hollywood says they have no impact on anything uh, anything like this, right? Hollywood says that all of their glorification of violence and their movies and then their music and all that stuff, they say that they have nothing to do, they have no impact or influence on the culture at large by making all these these uh, movies. They do claim credit, though, for having persuaded everybody to accept gay marriage. So they they do. So apparently that's the line. It's like, They can influence the entire society by cranking out TV shows and movies when it comes to sexual relationships. And so they do have influence over there. But the non-fully formed brains of the young people, they recognize the difference between the sexual relationship content versus the violence content. Right. These same non-fully formed brains that don't recognize the difference between, you know, it being wrong to steal somebody's car versus it being right not to steal their car. Also, the fully formed brain that's not fully formed that can totally determine the chop off body parts for the rest of their lives. Right. It's all very clear. I don't know why people are confused by this at all. Seriously. (laughs) mm <laughs>